John here, and we've got a new sponsor, DistroKid. Now that you've finished your latest Pirate Math SpongeCore Twitch trek, it's time to get it out there so everyone can hear it. DistroKid helps musicians get their music on all the major streaming platforms, and artists keep 100% of their royalties. And because you're a high-gain listener, you get 30% off. Just go to distrokid.com slash VIP slash high gain. That's distrokid.com slash VIP slash high gain. And now DistroKid has an app. The DistroKid app is available for iOS and Android. You can download it at distrokid.com slash app or in the app and play stores. We'd like to take a minute to thank our pals over at Isotope, makers of software and plugins for audio repair, mixing, and mastering. The new gold standard of audio repair, Isotope RX11, is coming in May. Buy RX10 now on sale and get RX11 absolutely free when it's released. We use Isotope products here at the High Gain. It's an important part of how we've been able to bottle pure podcast gold week after week. High Gain listeners get 10% off using the promo code FRET10. That's F-R-E-T-1-0. That's all at isotope.com. I-Z-O-T-O-P-E dot com. Hey, this is Ed Peterson. And this is John Kiltica, Ed. And this is the High Gain Podcast. Oh, it sure is. Yeah. Uh, what do we talk about here, John? We talk about guitars here on the High Gain Podcast, Ed. That's cool. Yeah. And where are we recording from? Beautiful. West Seattle, Washington. It's uh, Yeah, it is beautiful out today, John. Yeah. It's like sunny and I love it. And we have entered the, what do you call it, with the more daylight. Oh, the savings saving stuff yeah yeah we're saving day yeah 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 it's pretty good yeah um i'm a little afraid down here why i'm not going to touch that guitar maybe you shouldn't because john sounds not good (laughs) deathly ill yes like a month ago ed was not great and now john has got it yeah we are here in Seattle, Washington. Yes. The epicenter for the coronavirus. Yes. So that doesn't put one entirely at ease. No, so I just washed my hands. Yes. I'm sitting far away from John, yep. and I can just see that guitar crawling with virus. <laughs> Organisms. I can, yeah, I am not touching it. I did play it in the shop yesterday, though. You did? You know, any guitar shop, there's Strats yeah. and Telecasters, yep. Gibsons. There's some Gretches and Rickenbackers. But, you know, I've played all of those. So you saw this one. So I saw that, which is not those. That's right. And I walked over and picked it up because I think it's cool. So my voice being lowered by impending doom. <laughs> yes. And Ed being too much of a baby to touch this guitar. I'm not touching it. <laughs> you play the song, I'm John. Go- I'm going to play it. The death of a disco dancer Well, it happens a lot around here And if you think pieces is come and go It goes to show how little you know 
Beverages. <laughs> that was kind of a weird ending there. It's my impending... Fever dream. Fever dream playing. I love it. Notoriously great guy, Morrissey. I have heard that. Mm. Not. You know, art and artist, right? You've got to separate them. Pablo Picasso was never called an asshole. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yes, he was. <laughs> <laughs> yeah? Yeah. Okay. I'm looking forward to, in real time during this episode, yes. getting peppier. Right. What have you brought? I brought us Mega Monster Energy <laughs> Drink. <laughs> I have never had a monster beverage. I have not either. Is it supposed to have this beer color? I think so. Does it have an actual flavor, or is it energy flavor? Taurine? 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 <laughs> have you ever seen that Monster Energy video of the Christian woman talking about how Monster Energy drink is from Satan? No. Satan invented Monster Energy drink. Did he? I wish. It does say Unleash the Beast. That's oh. kind of devilly. Feel the power as you crank the cap off the meanest energy drink on the planet. Well, let's try this shit. Okay, let's drink it up. I'm going to fucking chug this thing. It's kind of like cough syrup. It's not too sucky. Mm-hmm. That'll wake my shit up. Yeah, I'm not sleeping for a week. Whoa. Brutal. So, Ed, what do we have here? Uh, Gibson non-reverse Firebird. It does kind of look that way, doesn't it? It's the Eastwood yes. kind of take on a non-reverse, right? Yeah, they call this the Stormbird. Ooh. Pretty cool. Yeah, that's a good name. A lot of viewers mm -hmm. have no doubt put hands on an Eastwood guitar. Sure. They've been doing this for a little while. Uh, this story, Ed? Yeah. Starts in the wonderful land to the north, Canada. Mm. Oh, I love it up there. It's pretty nice. Ryan Reynolds is Canadian. Oh, he's great. I learned that from Ed. Yeah. Let's get our man Ryan Reynolds on yeah. the horn, and he could tell us about Canada. Oh, I would love it. Let's look into that. Yeah. Another illustrious Canadian. Okay. Is Michael Robinson. Michael. Canadian guy. Okay. His background is tech. Okay. But his actual passion has always been the real nutty, freaky guitars of the 50s and 60s. The Tyscos and the Airlines. And the Airlines. Yeah. Weird stuff you can't find. Right. And he loved talking about them, taking pictures of them, trading them. So he started a website back in the day called MyRareGuitars.com. Oh, that's cool. Do you know it? Uh, no, I don't. Yeah. 1997 this was. Okay. And it was just a place for him to have an outlet to post pictures of these wacky guitars and any information he finds about them. And he realized that there was more than just him out there sure. that loved these things, these old beat-up crazy things that weren't made anymore. Yeah. At the same time, he realized that when you could find them, the prices were going through the roof. Right. For these things that were not particularly playable or even tunable in some cases. I had two, three, four Tesco's back in the day, and they were all just like virtually unplayable, but they looked awesome. You're right. They are hard to deal with. <laughs> yeah. So our man Michael decides, I should start a guitar company. Okay. There's only one problem. Mm. He has no clue how that even happens. I love it. So 2001, he just decides, well, maybe I should just go to Nam. And just talk to some people and find out how does this even work. 2001, they weren't even being made yet. Nope. So he okay. goes to Nam and he's talking to people like, hey, guitar people that make guitars, how, how do you do that? <laughs> <laughs> That's great. And I guess he gets some information and he just kind of like goes back home and founds Eastwood Guitars. Okay. And the mission statement is as it is today. 
to reproduce rare vintage electric guitars. He wants to take all those cool things he likes yep. and reproduce them cheaply and make them playable. That's his whole deal. That's the niche he wanted to deal with. So in 2002, the next year, he's got a company, and he decides to go back to NAMM and see if he can get people to build these things for him. 2001, he goes, he doesn't know anything. 2002, he goes back, and he has a company, but no manufacturing. Right. He has one guitar he's carrying around. Sure. And he's walking around the booth saying, like, what would it take to recreate this? Make this for me. Yeah. That's like, great. He's just walking around like, can you make this? Can you make this? How much to make this? Yeah. And that's where he learned the first valuable lesson. Okay. If it's a guitar, owing to the size of it and the packaging of it, you need to buy at least 650 of them. Why 650 of them, Ed? I'm just going out on a limb here, and it has something to do, do it. with the shipping and the shipping container size, like the pallet size. Oh, man, you are dead on. <laughs> Completely you. right. Yeah? 650 because you have to fill a container. Okay. So he was like... uh all right. So he chose like 15 models and ordered them. And then he quits his job. Okay. Moves back to Canada and waits. Eventually, the container shows up at his house. He has it delivered. And he's got friends and family unloading this thing, carting 650 guitars into his house and just putting them in all corners and closets and on shelves and stuff. My God. So he could figure out. Now what? I'm in it now. Tell me something. Yes. The guitar you're holding, it feels very firebird do you know, did he go out and get agreements with these companies to do? Not at first. Okay. But eventually, yes. Okay. And he has told the story of starting out getting more than a couple of cease and desist letters. Yeah, I imagine. But a lot of the makers went under. Right. So he's free and clear to just pick it back up. I picture the Gibson as not like that. He has also said that over the years, he's gotten a lot better at trademark stuff. Okay. How's that beverage? Pretty good. Okay. So when we were at NAM, yes. there were no end of companies that had guitars. Manufacturers. You know, when you describe it, it sounds naive and kind of funny that that's the way you would do it. But actually, no. I imagine we could have easily walked up to any number of booths and said, make us a high-gain guitar. And I guess as long as we wanted 650 of them, yep. they would do it. Yep. Huh. So with that... 2002, Eastwood Guitars is born. And he starts making guitars at a quick pace in short runs. You know how many they have now? Over 250 different guitars. No. Yes. Keep in mind models. Is it left-handed? Is it baritone? Tenor? Okay. You know, stuff like that. Things that I guess would set it enough aside that it would count as a new model. Yeah. I went on their webpage. Yes. There's six pages of guitars. Maybe it's like pickup variants and stuff like that count as a model, maybe. Speaking like, of pickup variants. Yeah. This is an Eastwood Stormbird. Okay. As you mentioned, it's a Firebird non-reverse kind of uh, homage. Yeah. So it would have originally come with a couple of P90s in it. Right. This one we got from our good friends over there at uh, Thunder Road Guitars. Uncle Frank. Uncle Frank let us take this. Mm -hmm. It has been modified. Okay. So it has an aftermarket pickguard. Okay. That has been routed for the addition of two different pickups. Oh, no kidding. Yeah. The one in the bridge is P90-ish. Okay. It is a Seymour Duncan Antiquity pickup. 
Oh. And the one in the neck is a Curtis Novak lipstick pickup. Oh. So what does that mean? Neck. Bridge. And right there in the middle. Let's put some of this pedalage on here. Okay, what do you got? That is the Crazy Tube Circuits Company. Okay. And their pedal, the Splash. I don't know much about these guys. I'm going to say they are all very tan. Tan? Yes, probably healthy, probably rested. Are they in Are they in Palm Springs, California? They are in Athens, Greece. Ooh, no kidding. Athens? Athens, Greece. That's like birthplace of civilization style. That's so great. Crazy what? Crazy tube circuits. Out of Athens, Greece. Athens, Greece. If we add to that, this cute little guy. What's that? This is one of those miniature MXR carbon copy analog delays. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Take the, yeah. The splash off. Oh. Yes, please. From the beginning, he wanted the people that sold them to believe in the product enough to actually carry them. Yeah. Guitar Center wanted to be a dealer oh. and not stock them in the shop where people Weird. could pick them up and play them. Weird. Our man, Michael, was thinking, well, I have a website that I already tell people they can buy them on. What do I need you to do that for? Eastwoodguitars.com. Yes. 2009, mm -hmm. he solves another problem. Oh. With the people buying online, shipping is an issue depending on where you are. Sure. People in Europe want these. Man, that's a lot of money to ship guitars one at a time to wherever in Europe. Yeah. He opens up a warehouse in Liverpool. Oh, okay. It's cheaper to just stock that warehouse. Yeah, totally. And deal with it from there. Now he's realizing the same problem exists on this continent. Even though he's in Canada, the vast majority of the sales on this continent are in the U.S. Mm-hmm. Let's open a warehouse there, too. Okay. Chicago. He went central. Yep. You could go to New York, super easy. You yep. could go to California. Yep. This guy's thinking. Yeah, U.S. operations. Love it. That's pretty cool. Omaha might have been a good spot because that's like nice and central for the whole country. So then, uh huh, 2013. Okay. Opens a warehouse. Yes. In Nashville. Okay. In partnership with our man Dennis Fano. Oh, no kidding. Yeah. Oh. That's interesting. Yeah. This is also an interesting thing. Yeah. You're hipping me to all kinds of cool stuff. So Fano is, Fano the man, mm -hmm. interested maybe in making more modest price point guitars in addition to the high-end sure, uh, Novo sure. stuff he's doing. Right, right. Maybe he likes the way our man Michael uh, runs his shit. I like this. And the hits keep coming in. Oh. 2015. Okay, we're getting modern. We're getting modern. Okay. The Eastwood Custom Shop. Oh, no kidding. What is that? I don't know what that is. Tell me about it. What he started realizing was they were putting out all these different models, mm -hmm. and 
the success of the models was harder to predict than he would have wanted. So it's one thing to oh, say, sure. oh, I'm going to put out this crazy old Hagstrom thing. Right. And then like cross your fingers enough people like it to make it worthwhile. Right. Or the opposite problem. We're going to put out this crazy guitar. Let's make our normal 40 of them. Oh my gosh, we have orders for thousands of them. We're not prepared. So he took a page out of Kickstarter's book. Okay. They made a web page that was essentially their own Kickstarter. And it goes something like this. Okay. Here's a guitar we're thinking about doing. You donate a $125 deposit, and mm -hmm. if we meet the threshold for production, we'll make them. If we don't, don't worry about it. You get your $125 back. No harm, no foul. Right. I dig that model a lot. Especially when you add the partnerships into it. Remember when we did the Ibanez guitars in the 70s and 80s, and we talked about the cloud guitar? Do you remember that thing? Yeah, 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 yeah. Blobby. Totally. So they worked with him. What's that guy's name? Bob One? The Devo guy. Sure. Whose guitar that was. Yeah. They put it up there on the Eastwood Custom Shop. Hey, we're working with Bob One over here. Right. You know Bob One's cloud guitar? We're thinking of redoing that. What do you think of that? Sure. And so they were thinking that they would get their normal kind of sign-ups of 40 or 50 people that dig this. Apparently, Devo yeah. has a Facebook page that has tens of thousands of followers. Sure. So I guess that thing shot through the ceiling and then it ended up making like a couple thousand of them. Yeah, like that model takes so much risk out of the manufacturer's yeah. side. You actually get an idea of what your run is going to be. Yeah. Comic books... John. Do they do that too? You go into a comic book store and if some artist writer that you're into has a new book coming out, right. they totally base their print runs on pre-orders. People going into a comic book store and saying, hey, get me this issue. I think that's great. Yep. They have successfully funded doing this mm -hmm. close to 100 different models. A lot of them have been added to their kind of- Their main line. Their main catalog. So there's EastwoodGuitars.com, and yeah. then I did not realize there's EastwoodCustoms.com. Right now, there's a Kent Rebel 3 up there. There's a Airline Jetsons Tenor. Oh, that's cool. Hell yeah. I had no idea this page existed. <coughs> Are you okay, John? Yep. Are you going to make it at least through this episode? Yes. Okay, you sound not great. Your eyes look rummy. You know what I mean? Roomy? Uh, yeah. Roomy. You're a little hangdog right now. little hangdog. Yeah, that monster energy. You pounded it. I gotta switch over to the black coffee. Okay. God damn. As I mentioned, yeah. they've made close to 100 models in the custom shop, and a lot of those ideas have come from customers themselves. Sure. Hey, how about this for an idea? Ah. And what our man Michael has said is, of course, you can't always do all of them, for two main reasons. One would be if the parts are just too labor-intensive, yeah, it's yeah, going to yeah. raise the cost of the guitar higher than they want it to be. Sure. They still want everything that comes off their platform to be affordable. Okay. The other reason is he still has to keep in mind any existing trademark issues. Oh, sure. If he can't nail down the trademark, he just can't do it. He certainly knows what he's doing, but like that Fender Maverick. Right. It's called the Maverick. It looks just like the Maverick. I Good wonder job. if you've got like business dudes like, hey, let's get in touch with Fender. Let's see if they'll license the name. Yeah. What's this guy's name? Michael what? Michael Robinson. We should get Michael on the horn. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. I have a whole new appreciation for this. Yeah. Oh, man. We have not had that discussion in a while. How's it play, John? It plays really well. 
I don't recall the neck on Thunderbirds, but it's got a baseball bat style neck on this thing. Ed has characterized my playing as stabby. Stabby. I like the fuzz and I like hitting the guitar kind of hard. The thicker or maybe a little wider necks, that's okay for me. I don't mind it. Yeah. So this one, to me, plays well. I don't know what Ed thinks of it because he's too scared to touch it. (laughs) Yeah. I think the choice of putting the higher end pickups in this one, that was a good call on somebody's part. We found out listener Johnny sent this to Thunder Road. Super fan Johnny. Yeah, shout out. Sent some stuff up to Uncle Frank. He was working a little trade action. That's awesome. Yeah. How you liking that guitar there, super fan Johnny? Johnny. Yeah. Get some pictures out there on the Instagrams. Yeah, tag us in some action. We we like that. Yeah. You know what, Ed? What? 2018 over there in Liverpool. Mm Mm-hmm. They have a music festival every year. Love it. Since Eastwood is there anyway, they set up a tent, like a pop-up. Pop-up shop. Yeah, pop-up shop. Okay. And they give all the bands that are playing anywhere in that area guitars. So all the bands go play their shows. It's really good press for Eastwood and the brand. And This guy's got his uh, game on lockdown. So what he's talking about now, Mm. in the now time, Mm -hmm. you ready? He's going to have a uh, U.S. production? Yes. Oh, my God. Is that true? That is true. The plan is to bring production home. I couldn't find any details. So is that the entire catalog, or is that just very specific things? Is our man Dennis Fano going to be involved in that? If he's in Nashville and Chicago, Uh there is plenty of infrastructure. For manufacturing. Yeah. That would be amazing. I'm super into it. High gain field trip. Hey, Mike, we want to come out and see you. Mike Robinson. Yeah, let's go. I wonder if he still lives in the Canada. I don't know. He's got the operations in Liverpool and Chicago and Nashville. Jet setter. Who knows? Hard to say. So did any of this change the way you view Eastwood Guitars, Ed? I think the Kickstarter thing is super cool. I love the idea of how he's doing the thing and the sheer volume, like the number of models. That's pretty amazing. Yeah. Did it change my opinion? Not much because I've always thought those guitars were cool. I really like that Moserite one. Yes. I like that you can get that. I don't know. I think if I sat down and played, I'd like to play the uh, Univox High Flyer and then an Eastwood one and kind of compare and contrast those two. They're pretty similar in my estimation. Mr. Robinson. Yeah. His aim was not to make cheap knockoffs that would kind of cloud the market, but pay tribute to those models in an instrument that's affordable and playable. Yeah, it's interesting. Like, I've never played one with stock pickups in it, so I don't really know, like, the difference in how it sounds. Yeah. Nice work, John. We posted that Old Blood Noise Endeavors visitor link. Oh, that was a new thing. We made a little stop motion video for our friends over there at the Old Blood. Yeah, we were proud to be a part of the launch of their new visitor pedal. Yeah, they sent us a demo version, which was pretty nice. We went a little lo-fi in our video. But we would love to up the production as we go along. Sure. So a couple things you could do. You could go to YouTube. Sure. And find the high gain. Yeah. Subscribe to it. Yeah. And see what that's all about. Ugh. Or you could go to patreon.com slash the high gain. Sure. See what that's all about. 
Instagram. Twitter. Twitters. Facebook. Facebook, that's right. Uh, there's the LinkedIn. LinkedIn. John's all over the Pinterest these days. Oh, Pinterest. Grandma John. So good. He'll be laid up in bed and just get to just hammer those Pinterest boards all day. Yeah, I, well, I got to get my snickerdoodle recipes. Yeah, I get it. Yeah. Okay, boomer. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, I think we're going to take care of ourselves. Make sure we're washing our hands. Yes. Everyone wash your hands. Yes. You know. And they go out for long walks in the in the wasteland that is Seattle currently. Oh, my gosh. Yeah, it's rough. Yep. Beautiful West Seattle. All right, Ed. <laughs>